BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. MVP, the sultry tones of Christopher Platt, you hear. It is me, PC Tunney, your commissioner. And I am not joined by Christopher Platt, as obviously you can already tell. Ray Cash is also out on assignment, but a happy new year to all of you. And I want to welcome in the other two participants in the weave today. They're brothers, and I love them so. Equally, maybe, kind of. We'll find out when we get to the bar one night. I, we'll see who buys me more. No, see, they're laughing already. That's pretty funny. But let's bring in, first and foremost, <laughs> the, the elder statesman, uh, Aesop Mitchell, Dave Wartz. I don't know, whichever character you'd like to play today. Welcome to the show, Dave. Yeah, whatever whatever uh, anyone feels like, really. I'm, I'm, I'm flexible. Dave's up. Dave's up in the house. All right. Tom is also here. Uh, Tom, tell us of the process of getting the text message from your brother and then all of a sudden being here on Skype as we record this podcast on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, uh, so I'd pretty much just gotten wet in the shower as okay. I heard the notification That's what she said. All right. And nice, uh, nice so I didn't want to waste the shower. I was like, that was that was already in there. I was going to take my time. And uh, what she said. then I ran to my room, get some clothes, realized the window was open the entire time, oh. like full on bright. Cold. And uh, I just changed and went down here. Now we're ever show, ready to go. Don't ever change. Don't ever change. Don't ever change. Okay, cool. Good deal. All yeah, right. Yeah. It was uh, it was a seven minute process. I told Dave five. So what the fuck? Knew that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of knew that going old. into it. I don't. I don't didn't want to say ten and be early. Rather so, say five and be late. 
so with the holidays and and everything going on in in the original cast of Three Men Weave, we've we've missed a few shows here and there. We should be back to normal next week. But PC Tony having the day off from my regular job, you know, going out to lunch, having a beer, I was sitting there thinking, boy, I, I would like to actually talk a little sports. There's a few hot items on the docket. And knowing that Aesop may very well be available, I texted him and he texted Tom. And here we are. So, three-man weave yeah. it is. Gentlemen, let's start with Lord Football. All right, gentlemen, a couple topics on said docket today let's start with the disappearing act of antonio brown and all the new information that has come out with a possible injury and he said she said about you should stay or you should go on the sideline i don't know it's tough Uh, the the new information that's come out and the text messages that he posts and everything else has been interesting tom what were your initial thoughts when you either seen it live or kind of watched it on SportsCenter or heard about it that night or to the next day to him leaving the field? And then how do you feel now in comparison with a little bit of new information that is actually out there? Does that affected your opinion at all? Honestly, it just seemed like the most Antonio Brown ending to Antonio Brown's career at this point. Um, he He's had a, dramatic past already he's kind of been that prima donna figure in the nfl over the last few years especially and i kind of think that the situation was probably just blown up by antonio brown they wanted him to go in he didn't want to go in he didn't want to get hurt he might have been injured whatever i mean it's an act that he can't do i can't wait to see what the fine is from the nfl i think they might make an example out of him I, i i think it could be a really big deal to the NFL, stopping the game, honestly, and get going on the field to play, going in there to make a scene like that in front of their fans. It's going to be over $100,000, I think. I wonder if they're going to ban him indefinitely or for a length of time even maybe too. They won't ban him. Uh, they won't ban him because he's just not going to get picked up anywhere. And uh, maybe uh, a long term suspension, but I I highly doubt it. Uh, I'm just glad that people are jumping off of this. uh, The Buccaneers did this to Antonio Brown, uh, that he was so close to hitting these incentivized bonuses, and they purposely sat him. No, Antonio Brown was hurt uh, and chose to sit out of the game so this is entirely his doing but what if the what he put out there is true that ahead of time bruce arians knew that he was hurt and he was going to play as as well you know you've seen the text messages he put out there and then on the sideline if someone comes up to him and says you go in basically or you're done like what it like i get the reaction is poor right like i condemn it 100 percent. you can't do it you can't sit there on the sideline and and take your shit off and walk off the field and, and make yourself bigger than the team, especially in football, right? But at the same time, the way it happened on the sideline, if it actually happened the way Brown said it did, then the Bucks are in the wrong there on that part. I, I Overall, I just kind of see this being Brown getting paid a percentage of what he was going to make if he had been on the team and it all goes away because it really doesn't matter that much money to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I don't think Brown gets suspended. I don't think anything happens like that. There could be a fine, but that ends up being part of the settlement between him and the Buccaneers because of this injury. Like they finally just released him today. Like Antonio Brown's going to go after some of that money. Well, Here's the thing, though. Maybe they're just putting him out there or was planning on putting him out there just as a decoy because that sure as hell is a thing. You see it all the time where they just play players and just use them to divert the cornerbacks targets. Right. And you saw the Tampa Bay team struggle throughout the rest of that game against the Jets. More or less, they almost lost it. Let's just be honest. So. Having him go out there as an ah uh, as a target 
uh, is definitely something yes. that was my that, that was my uh, alarm, folks, reminding me to take a drink of beer. I'll I'll yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll cover that I'll cover that grenade for you there, Sof. Shh. It, 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 it was it was no one. It was nothing. You're just imagining things. Um, but yeah, like maybe maybe they'd had some type of idea for him. I don't know. Uh, again, uh, you can go off of the text messages, but really. You should have it in the forefront of your brains that this is coming from Antonio Brown, who has never been the same since that Cincinnati playoff game and taking that massive hit from who's that Vontez perfect. He has never been the same since. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think there's any doubt that it was a overreaction to the whole situation in general regardless of what might have started it uh similar to the miles that was the that's the biggest thing in the nfl since the miles garrett uh trying to take mason rudolph's helmet off and swinging at him like this is now i think it's going to be a big deal in that aspect of it honestly decisions are going to be made well unfortunately for the nfl this is a story that's going to continue for a little bit of time at the very least on the back burner. I doubt we'll hear much more Antonio Brown talk moving into the playoffs now that he's been released. No one is going to be picking this gentleman up at the very least for the rest of this season. Uh, Sop, you brought up a really good topic that uh, I, I may have skipped over, may have may have thought to throw in, but why don't you go ahead and uh, lead us here in the conversation of the 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 absolutely brilliant MVP voting writer from Chicago and his thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers' response. All right, all right. First of all, let me just preface this that normally I do like Hub Arkish. I like the way that uh, he does break down a team's inner workings. Now, the big problem with Hub is that he is very much an old man sports person, a sports writer, and he focuses a lot on his emotions and his moral compass to the sport. So when he came out the other day and said that Aaron Rodgers should not be the MVP because of his off-the-field antics, it's just asinine. It's one of the dumbest takes ever you know, you might be able to say something to the effect of his uh, off-season trade stuff, but really, they worked through that. You can't put that uh, his issue with the, you know, quote lying to the media about his vaccination status. Uh, for as nefarious as I thought that that was, it is still not a lie. He deceived them. He did not lie to them. And on top of that, has nothing to do with football at all. It has nothing to do with his play and how that man is going out there and being statistically one of the best quarterbacks ever leading a team that is currently the top team in the NFL right now. He is the MVP. You're insane. And now you're trying to lead this crusade of moral righteousness to get people to not vote for him? Fuck off, Hubarkish. You've been doing this for years, and every time I like have so much love and affection in this sports world for you, you do some dumb shit like this where you just <laughs> oh, want to be hey. like somebody has their somebody has their heart broken in addition to their cloud. team yelled at. Not oh, only, not only so did this man, dumb. not only did this man insult Aesop's quarterback and team, he he <laughs> he broke his heart as well. It's just you. He's you, such an uh, idiot. I I think oh, I have Marcus, a. I think I'm I have a. Sorry, uh, I don't I have even. A bigger bone to pick with this man now that he's broken play. Aesop's heart. Yeah, Aaron's heart. an asshole. We all know it. Okay, like, but geez, he's the MVP still at this point. Yeah, go ahead. Going through, I think what I think it's his fourth season, 500 yards uh, or 500 pass attempts, less than four interceptions. No one's ever done it more than once. Well, let's hope he doesn't throw one Sunday. He'll play for a quarter. Yeah, I mean, I think first quarter maybe. Let's let's talk about that as Packers fans and and um, 
he I think Matt Matt LaFleur has to tell him you're gonna start and you're gonna play until I pull you. Right? Like I think that's what he should tell him and and shouldn't tell him when he's gonna pull him. And and maybe maybe he plays a whole fucking game and it's a good game and who knows? Because I don't believe in the whole injury bullshit. I think Look at like Vinny Testaverde. Like if, if someone something's about to go, they could do it walking down the stairs of their house out to their car to come to the stadium, just as well as they could do it taking a snap or this, that, and the other. I understand certain contact is more prone to injury than than non-contact at all, but I, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on on start and sit? I think Aaron uh, he'll play like a quarter. I, I I don't think he should play more than that, honestly. I want to see more of Jordan Love. I want to know if there should be any hype around Jordan Love, especially against the Lions. Does that to... matter? I mean, why not? Why why doesn't that might count not... a little bit? Well, he might least. not have the any. Lions, the might Lions not have play any kneecaps. some competitive football. He might not have any kneecaps coming out of the end of that game, though. Sorry, I'll Aaron stop. Rogers, I'll let you. I'll Aaron let you Rogers make your point. I'm sorry. Against the Lions, it doesn't need to happen. It does not need to happen. We have the one seed clinched up right now. Let's have Jordan Love go out there, get three quarters, maybe at least a half in there. Aaron doesn't need to play more than four drives in this game, honestly. If if they want to take him out of that after that, it's it's a meaningless game. It's a meaningless game. I understand staying warm and not not playing him. The bye week anyway. Aaron's toe has been that story all year. Might as well give him a week off. Who cares? Yeah, this is this is about injury, but it's not injury that could happen. It's injuries that have already happened. You want to be able to heal up as much as possible. I understand that Aaron Rodgers' toe is a big thing. You have Bakhtiari potentially coming back. He's been practicing all week. Get him a couple of drives and then sit him. Uh, Devontae Adams, keep him warm, run a couple plays, maybe get three, four catches, sit him, and then just let second team do everything else. You don't need to play all these guys. You don't need to win this game. It doesn't matter. Well, you're you're basically preparing right now for one of five teams, in my opinion, if, if you want to talk big picture NFC, right? Because by the time the Packers get ready to suit up for football that actually matters, which is not this Sunday, there will be four teams left in the NFC, right? So you got to yeah. figure in you have the Rams and the Cardinals are both possibilities to be facing the Packers. The Buccaneers are a possibility to be facing the Packers as well that day in Lambeau. You got to figure Dallas and Philly are also possibilities to face the Packers that day. I think those are all five teams in certain scenarios that could win a first round playoff game and end up being the four seed or whatever it is seed that they end up playing. I don't know that who hasn't qualified yet in the NFC has a chance to win a playoff game. So that's just, I'm just looking ahead for the Packers. Well, those are all the teams that qualified. The, right. that's the what I'm Niners saying. are the only team looking out right now. Niners are the sixth seed right now if it ended and they win. Uh, Saints are on the bubble. I, I just think the way Philly has been playing, I see them possibly being a team that could pull off a road victory in the first round. You hear that? He likes my boy, Jalen Hurts. Look, well, well so hear me out. It sounds like a great idea, but they're going to have to go against one of the best teams in the NFC if they do. I Now, Cowboys have dropped down to four, so it's not a divisional game anymore. Buccaneers are at three, but they've had the injury bug and now losing Antonio Brown. Their weapons are lower. lower. Uh, and at number two, it's the Rams, who are probably the second hottest team in the NFC behind the Green Bay Packers right now. I don't think that Philly can go to L.A., literally across country. SoFi gets up for the Rams. I I think that's a bad bet for Philly right there. I don't know. A a defense that is opportunistic and a quarterback for the Rams that is prone to complete passes to the wrong team. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair statement. Matt Stafford, I think, has underwhelmed a little bit in L.A. He's been exposed, maybe, that it wasn't that he was uh, the only thing being held back in Detroit. Let's, who Who is the biggest ahead. threat to the Packers right now? Because oh, realistically, uh, you, well, you size them the up Packers. to everyone. And with the way <laughs> that the, the, the way that consistency has been with – 
uh, an issue more or less with all the other teams. The biggest opponent against the Packers or the uh, the biggest um, roadblock really could be the Packers themselves. It's it's their defense. That's what it is. Because if you can take away injury being the biggest, you know, it's the biggest problem for everybody. Everybody is one or two injuries away from not even making the playoffs, right? Like you can go down every single team that's in the playoffs right now, take two players off that team for the whole season, and they, they probably don't make the playoffs, right? But take that away, it's the defense. Because if injuries aren't a problem, the offense will put points on the board. The offense won't turn the ball over. The offense will convert short third downs with Quadzilla, right, and and a, and a precise passing game. But the defense can be that team that goes out and pitches a shutout. The defense can be that team that goes out and gets red zone interceptions. The defense can be that team that goes out and, and puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback and makes it hard for the opposing offensive coordinator to continue to execute as the game goes along. But the defense can also be the team that gives up 30-plus points to a backup quarterback. The defense can also be the team that can't get off the field and doesn't allow Aaron Rodgers to have the ball for more than half the game. I think you have to say Tampa at this point, too. Um, they, they're they the only team on this list that can have any confidence with coming into Lambeau and winning a game after doing it last season, too. Um, but I, I'm ready for this Packers team to take on that challenge of the best team in the NFL. Cause I think they are, I think they are honestly. Tampa does not have the same level of potency as it did last year. Not to mention green Bay's level of talent is exponentially better. I feel are you, more are you confident. really betting against Tom Brady at this point though? Like, no. How can you do it? I will. No, I, I, and I get that, but I still think that you should feel more confident in the Packers than when Tampa Bay would be marching into Lambeau field. I'll answer the question straight away, as opposed to saying the defense is what could hold the Packers back. Um, a, a team, an opposing team. The answer is Dallas or Philly. It's not Tampa. They're injured. They've been there. That's, that's motivation, right? That's how I feel about that. The, 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 the NFC West and the, and the AFC North, the Packers have beaten them as a division. They've beaten all four fucking teams in both divisions. So fuck the Rams and fuck the Cardinals, okay? Especially in Green Bay, period, end of story. Dallas as an offense when clicking could do damage and and put up a lot of points against the team. And and a guy in Micah Parsons in a defense that can cause pressure could possibly do something. And, and, And Philly, I don't know, I just have this feeling about Philadelphia. I get this fourth and 26 bullshit fucking feeling. And, um... You know, uh, there's a lot of speed on defense and there's a quarterback that can make plays. So to me, yes, that's 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 the biggest threat to the Packers. I think those challenges that people can see right in front of their nose for the Packers, they're ready for those. It's the one that comes up and bites you in the ass. You don't expect them to play super, super awesome. Sorry. No, no, no. My bad. Uh, There is something to be said about Philly and Dallas. And there's one other team. I know you dismiss them. But you have to put Arizona in there as well. I know we already beat them. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Because the one thing that the Packers have struggles with the most is a mobile quarterback. And look at what Tyler Huntley did against the Packers. For God's fucking sakes, it was Tyler Huntley. Uh, Dak Prescott can run. Jalen Hurts can run. Kyler Murray, when healthy, he can move. And I'm not saying that he will. I I think that... The Packers have their number, but the fact that he's a mobile quarterback gives me caution. If you think the Packers have Arizona's number, they have to have Dallas's number. Aaron Rodgers in the playoff against Dallas. Mike McCarthy, man, I do think that's a factor, not for what he can do on the field, but just the mental uh, stress there. Whenever I play John Madden and I create a quarterback and he's like a scrambling guy that can really run. He's always from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, <laughs> let that nice. One, I, I just want to let that sink in a little bit there. Um, <laughs> let, let's get out of this topic by giving a quick synopsis and prediction for the AFC qualifying playoffs and maybe road to the Super Bowl. I can go first. Uh, I, I don't know. 
it's tough. It's weird. It's crazy division where it, it, the the most amount of wins might be 11 games in 17 games, right? Uh, because maybe none of those teams win. And if you watch ESPN and you see the possibilities come up of who could finish in what seed, there's like five or six teams for every freaking seed, one through six, right? I think Tennessee wins. I think they're the number one seed. Uh, from there forward, I don't know. Who comes out of there? I'll tell you right now. Representing the AFC will be Kansas City or Buffalo. End of story. Ooh. Period. Don't talk to me. Talk to me, one of you. I think that the Kansas City one's great. Um, Buffalo, I do not have any faith in at all. I, I don't I don't think they beat very many good teams this year. Um, I think their record's a little inflated. But Tennessee's working out Derrick Henry again, and they were in the AFC Championship game with Derrick Henry. You remember that, too? It'd be... Kind of interesting to see what they could do. I think Cincinnati lacks uh, the experience there. Uh, they might win a playoff game for the first time since, what, like the 90s, right? I don't know what year it is exactly, no, but it's been a while. Did, did Carson no, Palmer... No, they, they won with Marvin Lewis. Carson Palmer no, won one playoff... Won with I Marvin thought Carson Lewis. Palmer won one playoff game and then lost to this. Or no, maybe he didn't. No, he, he won, won the with, playoff uh, game with Arizona. Arizona. The Bengals did I'm they ever win you, it's a playoff like, it's game? Like the did Andy Dalton since... Andy Dalton didn't win a playoff game? Did did him and Never. Carson Palmer both have a like a two seed and get a bye? Nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Last time yeah. they won a playoff game, was, and uh, I don't know if Joe Burrow Boomer. can lead them to that. Honestly, they'd have to play like New England and. Bill Belichick. I will. Colts, I will go on record right Come now on. that the Cincinnati Bengals will be playing the divisional round of the playoffs right now. I will bet you a shot. I will bet you a shot and a beer, Tom, at at a, at a local establishment here in Southeast Wisconsin. I will. Uh, oh, can I make that bet with you after this week? Wow, the guy comes on the show and he says the Bengals aren't ready for prime time, and I'm like, they're ready for prime time. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is, Look, and you're like, oh, let me talk to you about it. Well, this is the thing: they're going to either play Indianapolis or New England. Maybe it looks like, and if they're facing New England, they're getting their ass kicked. I'm calling it that the representative of the AFC will either be the Chiefs. Or the Bengals. I really feel Ooh, good about right. Cincinnati wow. right now. I don't feel good about Tennessee. I don't feel good about Buffalo. I don't feel good about anyone else. I do think Tennessee gets the, the overall one seed. They're playing the fucking Texans. And I realize they lost to them once already. Uh, lightning does not strike twice in the same spot. I heard it's the, just fucking ridiculous. I, I, heard, um, I heard the Texans are like four and twenty five ish or something in their last however many games, but they're two and two against the Colts along that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I ex I really have a good feeling about Cincinnati, and I I don't know if that's because of the confidence that Joe Burrow has right now, or maybe it's the absolute extreme play of Jamar Chase, who is, we just talked about it on our podcast earlier this week. I think Jamar Chase is a top five wide receiver right now. Well, right now, he has surpassed someone like Justin Jefferson, who I thought was absolutely insane last year and even this year. It's a shout out to the way that the offensive line for Cincinnati has gelled to allow Joe Burrow to go out and do these kinds of things, right? Like Joe Burrow understands his offensive line and they understand how to block for him in certain passing situations. When you throw in the success that Mixon has had, you know, it kind of lightens the secondary up just a little bit. And Zach and then, Taylor, and the, too. Well, and the connection they've had and the fact that there's other wide receivers that can get open besides Jamar Chase on that team, right? So yeah, and then Higgins, you, and, well, uh, and then you throw the, in a uh, and you throw in a CJ right? You throw in a receiving tight end as well, like CJ Uzuma, who maybe not as had the fantasy success as you'd think he would, but still can catch the ball. 
that that makes it you know a difficult offense to defend. I, a Burrow, I think, is the first player ever in NFL history to throw for 400 plus yards and four touchdowns in consecutive games. That's got to be worth something. That's got to be worth something. They could uh, also it, lose this week with Joe Burrow not well, they playing will. and drop it all the way matter. down to the five seed. Yeah, they'll be they'll be. You think he's no, not going no, no. To? They can't be the five seed. He's not playing. No, no, they they won the division already. They can't be lower than the four seed. Oh, the four seed, rather. You're right. Yeah, the four it doesn't seed. matter to them. They're getting a home playoff game. They're going to win that home playoff game is what I'm saying because they've got it, period, end of story at home. they can, they can The defense is good enough. The coaching staff is good enough. The quarterback, if he's smart enough, won't turn the ball over. That That's my opinion of the Cincinnati Not Trevor Bengals Lawrence. This week, not Trevor Lawrence. They, they're going to have to beat the one or the two seed, regardless of whether they're the three or the four, because I don't think they can be the one or the two. So that's why I'm saying it doesn't really matter for them this weekend. Um, who else was sitting besides Burrow for them? Mixon, I think, is on COVID protocol. So there you go. And honestly, I think they're better off playing Tennessee rather than trying to go and play Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? Get drop down to the four seed and go to Tennessee. I think that's a, uh, a better chance of a, of a win than trying to play Bill Belichick. What? I said, that's a better chance of a win than trying to go and play against Bill Belichick. Does Bill Belichick coach the chiefs? Oh, sorry. That, uh, that's why I don't know why I got that mixed up. Sorry. I meant Andy Reid. Wouldn't that be yeah. something? Wouldn't that be something? Oh boy. Let's uh, let's try yeah. Mac Mac Jones. For, yeah. All right, let's not even think about that, uh, gentlemen. Before we take a break here, why don't you let everybody know about Down the Wire? Okay, yeah, you can check us out on anywhere you get your podcasts. Down the Wire, two brothers talking about sports. What could go wrong? Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, GarageBand, uh, iHeartRadio. Whatever, whatever you get your podcasts on, you can find us there. Christian Mingle, um, Farmers Meet. Uh, you can also find us on you don't such have platforms to be as MySpace at Down the Wire Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, thechairshot.com. Oh, yeah. That Always one. use your head. Never heard that one before. We'll be right back, I've, folks. This is uh, to use my head. This is Three Man Weave with the Words Brothers. Actually. Right here on ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com, where we encourage you to enjoy your day the ChairShot way by always Ooh, using your head. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Are you not John Tesh fans? What's happening over here? Thomas sent me breaking news. Oh, boy, what happened? North Korea. North Korea claims that uh, Kim Jong-un's dad invented the burrito. I I don't know why this was so important. That's fucking crap. (laughs) We're going back to John Tesh. You rarely get to this bridge. Enjoy it. Rarely get to this bridge. And as far as as far as Kim Jong, whoever is concerned. Well, we don't believe you. You need more people. Yeah. 
me and Jay-Z and Christopher Platt and Aesop and Dave and Tom. and Well, Aesop and Dave are the same guy, but that's kind of funny. No, 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 no. Split personalities, dude. None of us believe you. He's <laughs> <laughs> the same guy who claimed he shot 18 on a, like a par 72 rated golf course. Yeah, I did that. I did. I was uh, no, not you. Quite talented. Oh my god. Oh shit! I okay. thought you were complimenting me. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was going with the bit. I was I was trying to to help out. No, I was talking about Mr. Internet Inventor himself. Did I lose my pen? Oh, this is a problem. Where did it go? This is this is this is a callback to. Uh, hey, check check your ear. To DWI. Have you seen my glasses? Ch- anyway, check we, your headphones. We can continue without the pen. Kyrie Irving made his triumphant you can call it return to the oh boy tom tom's disgusted already i would like to go straight to tom i'm not even going to introduce the topic or ask a question i just want tom to talk about his thoughts on kyrie irving he just looks he looks oh wow it looks like it looks like someone kicked his puppy and now they found the puppy and it's not quite the puppy he liked so now we're going to make him talk about it and i'm going to try and find my pen where the fuck is my pen uh yeah honestly it was a weird situation uh it's a whole Oh no! We lost cut him. out. He's so disgusted he left. You might have hit the mic button, Tom. <laughs> yeah, no one can hear you. Well, speaking of uh, Chair Shot Radio Network, <laughs> head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. Make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing at all your favorite functions makes a great gift as well that's oh, that pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot check it out my pen has been in my pocket the whole time tom are you back found it right am i back yeah oh, hey i got the pen maybe we lost you because we lost the pen but it's in my pocket we got it kyrie irving go <laughs> Uh, the whole situation's real weird that he's only playing the road games right now. I don't know how Brooklyn's going to make this work. I don't know if it's going to work at all, honestly. Um, I still think the Bucks should be the favorite out of the East at this point. Team, The only team you can trust. Don't like Philly. Don't like Boston. Chicago's at the top, obviously, but they're really young. They're still working with a new team right now. Kyrie Irving playing, I think, is real interesting. I want to see what the NBA does about it, if there is uh, COVID tracings that go along with it. But, of course, he's going to Indiana to kind of start his career off and uh, make a big impact there. Is it going to be – he's only going to be allowed to play in stadiums that allowed non-vaccinated to play. Right, right. so he'll miss three games, two in New York and one, I think it was Utah. Don't quote me on that, but he did play last night. As we record on Thursday, you'll listen Friday morning. He played 32 minutes. He had 22 points, 10 of them in the fourth quarter. I mean, I, I think there, this is twofold, right? Like, if you can have this guy, even if he just plays on the road, whatever, who cares? Just have him. Like, this is one of the best. This is one of the best 40 basketball players that have ever lived on the planet, in my opinion. Period. And I'm just rounding it off. It could be even less amount of people that are better than him. You get him on road games in in the playoffs. Well, that's a bonus. So at home you get your crowd and on the road you get Kyrie. Okay, sweet. As long as you don't run into the Knicks in the fucking conference finals. (laughs) And two, don't you think him having a good time with these guys and going, you know what, I believe in this and I've, I've stood for this the whole time, but now I'm here and I'm with these guys and I'm, and, and I, it's more emotional connection and everything. And you know what? I'm just going to go fucking get vaccinated. And I'm not doing it because I believe in it. I'm doing it because I, I, I love these guys in this locker room. Well, he has already stated that he actually believes in the vaccine. What he doesn't believe in is the mandate by the NBA to get vaccinated, which to me there makes is no, no fucking sense. There is no NBA mandate to get vaccinated, though. In a sense that well, in, in, in the holistic fruition of the actual proclamation, Kyrie Irving just played in a basketball game last night and he's not vaccinated. It's totally up to local well, government. I, 
I'm saying the strong recommendation or some shit like that. I don't know. Fair, it was fair. the whole thing is like very stupid and it's so Kyrie Irving. Now, I don't see the Bucks as the favorites right now. I, I think that they have a lot to work on uh, if they want to get up out of the East. Um, I do think that the Bulls are somewhat someone to be feared. They're they seem more legit than I thought they were. Uh, also, Brooklyn is a factor as well. So now you have two monsters in the East for the the Bucks to go against instead of the one last year, which was more or less just Brooklyn. Once they got past that, we all kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, Kyrie Irving helps a lot. I, I mean. Kyrie Irving's got the best ball handling skills I've ever seen a player have. And he knows when to pass the ball. He is very smart with the way that he handles a basketball. So I, I trust Kyrie Irving to do a lot of damage in a Brooklyn Nets uniform going forward. All right. Well, we'll see what happens here. We'll see how cohesive that unit can be. Um, any last thoughts overall on the NBA? I have a bet with, with Christopher Platt that the Lakers won't win 50 games. I think I'm looking pretty good there. <laughs> they suck. They're that so does bad. look good for you. Uh, can we give like a big F you to that wizards guy? Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Th- if big you, F you to him, maybe. What's his name? Uh, Should I? I gotta find it now. But, I, I have. I saved it because I was going to use it for one of my shits uh, on our podcast. Uh, here, where is it? Oh, maybe I don't have it. Well, I know LeBron James tweeted it out. Yeah, so I got it. Uh, I got it right here. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking it. about. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, a wizard. Wizards announcer made a very questionable yes. reference to Kevin Porter, Porter Jr.'s Jr., yeah. dead father. Uh, when he, they played against the Houston Rockets uh, and he hit a buzzer beater three pointer Wednesday. Uh, so the announcer is Glenn, Con- Glenn Conser said live on air. You got to give credit to Kevin Porter Jr. Like his dad pulled that trigger right at the right time. Uh, yeah, uh, that's saying yeah. uh, Ryan Porter senior, uh, not yeah. only. Not only was shot to death, but he also pled guilty to a first-degree manslaughter and a shooting death of a 14-year-old girl in 1993. Um, what? Why? Would why? You, why? This is the worst, dude. Why would you do that? That's horrible. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. going to get fired now at this well, point. Well, right? I mean, yeah, he should. He should. Yeah. I mean, he just. All right, let's let's uh, let's take a break. Let's move on. Go. Hold on. Oh, okay. There was one more NBA thing. Oh, oh, okay. Good, 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 good. Go ahead. Because I have a serious bone to pick oh, with boy. the Milwaukee Bucks right oh, now. Oh, Homer is a why? Man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Why <laughs> would you release Demarcus Cousins? We released Demarcus been... Cousins. Yes, did you not hear about Waved this? Him yesterday. Oh, uh, that's fine. He can't play defense. It doesn't matter. It he matters. provides on the court in, uh, in a shooting role, a in a big man role the, that they he don't might be currently a bad have, off the court. and he provides off the court as well as a veteran uh, player. There are reasons. There are reasons. You're stressing. There are reasons. Relax. Did you Did you hear their reasoning? No. What was it? Because he's not good at basketball anymore. No. Okay, stop it. He literally scored is. 15 in Yeah, 10 but I watched night. him play, and he can't play defense. If we have certain guys coming back, he's just not going to be there. You can't. There wasn't. It wasn't for coming back. It was uh, well, the quote from John Horst was well, the he... potential of finding someone else. Okay, exactly. Stupid. No. For what? Luke Cornette? I Fuck think off. I think he Milwaukee might have been so bad. I don't think I'm he so he might not have fit him well in the clubhouse. Are you out of your mind? No, they he's loved, an emotional wreck. They loved Boogie. Your your brother, you mean, right, Tom? Yeah, both of them. Uh, yeah, him and Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> that is the perfect time to take a commercial break. Oh. This is three man week with the Words with Brothers. Show. From down the wire. 
on ChairShot Radio Network, where we encourage you to always use your head. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Gentlemen, college football has their final two combatants and will be playing for a national championship. And yet again, the college football world revolves around the SEC and one University of Alabama and their junior partner in crime, the University of Georgia. Skip the the game thoughts. What are your thoughts on college football in general? Because for me, for a while, and I'm talking like the better part of a decade – I haven't really given a shit. Like I've like watched the Badgers and hope they would win and in in a, in a hope that they would get to a Big 10 championship which they would generally lose to Ohio State anyway. But it's the same song and dance for them. Like were the NFL and Pete Rozelle's ultimate dream and forecast for the future of of professional football was parody and and creates great storylines and and unbelievable fan bases that are con- continuously and constantly entertained and involved in college football. It's exactly the opposite. Like 99% of the schools know they have zero chance of winning a national championship, not just the coming season, but ever. Yeah. I, um, I don't really care about this game. Um, I'm, if I was a betting man, I would put every last dollar on Alabama. I I think they are head and shoulders a better team over Georgia. Uh, I I but like I said, I just don't care. I I'm sorry. Like Nick Saban is so fucking good at his job. Uh, he is so fucking good at recruiting. He is so fucking good at understanding the quarterbacks and players that he has on that team and how to utilize them. Um, And he is so fucking good at being a skis bag on top of that, because you you have uh, to be, you have to be as a a coach in college. I heard a number that uh, since 2008, when he got to Alabama, every single recruiting class has won a national championship for him. And uh, that's gotta be worth something. I think there that's like, it, well, uh, yeah, he's gotten six in that time. Then you're saying, Tony, that's that's pretty impressive. I think from this guy, he's pretty much the New England Patriots of uh, the NCAA right now of his dynasty. Except I, better. I don't know. It's basically Belichick and Saban are the new era Lombardi Wooden. If you want to compare professional and college sports, you know what I'm saying? Like guys that won this yeah. many championships in this amount of time. I mean, no one's ever going to top Wooden and maybe, you know, Bill Russell as, as an athlete and a coach or Red Arbach. But, I mean, this that's the level these guys are on. It's sick. It's absolutely sick. I think it's crazy what they're doing. Uh, and the Alabama quarterback machine that's been going through is kind of the scary part about that right now, too. Oh, they yeah, are the Heisman winners notorious. coming back next year, right? Right. I mean, Bryce Young will probably be the first quarterback off the board, I think, next year. That's a fair bet, at least, too. It could win the Heisman maybe for a second time. This is this is what's really worried. I mean, they've had Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, and am I missing one? I feel like I'm missing one out there. Tua. 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 Right. They've all gone right through all uh, through this quarterback factory now. Something to be something to be considered for how crazy good Alabama is at football, at least, I think. And, hey, Georgia's defense was supposed to be, like, the best, and they ran into Alabama. And uh, it, now let's see if they taste the blood and want some revenge. Well, what can you do about it, though? There's literally nothing. They're not doing anything outright that is illegal as far as the NCAA standards. Not that the NCAA would do anything about them anyways, because they're one of the most corrupt, uh, you know, organizations in the, the world really. Um, There's nothing you can do except for what 
take scholarships away from them or something the name image and likeness deal is gonna make this all interesting situation now too i think it's gonna divvy up the talent you could probably if you can make money just based off your name and how popular you are as an athlete you can go to whatever college you want kind of thing uh look at that number one guy going to uh jackson Jackson State. state right you know no bryce young i do think that Alabama quarterback is going to have a huge name image likeness deal regardless at who it is. It's going to be a important figure in sports culture for future time to come. Uh, So it should be worth noting in that aspect of it, but name image and likeness realistically should divvy up the talent at least to bigger schools. So it's not Alabama winning it every year. We can accelerate that plot process by realigning college football, you know, the, the, the top echelon division one, not the, you know, bowl subdivision, the, the actual bowl eligible teams. There's about 120 teams that are eligible. Right. In the top tier. So if you end up and cut the country into eight parts and have eight, 16 team conferences, that means that you have, 128 teams in the upper echelon of college football. That means every team who wins that conference's championship game goes to an eight-team playoff, and every region of the country is is represented. Some regions could be bigger geographically, considering population and and major schools, etc. Right? But at the same time, if you give everybody that chance, that means you get broken down like the Big Ten is into a East and West inside your conference. And as long as you can win your division, you can go play for a chance to go to the college football playoff. Once they get rid of the rest of this, like the SEC can still be a conference. The Big Ten can still be a conference, but they need to divide this up to eight equal conferences. And now they can finally do that with the name image likeness because regionally you can pool together enough money to still pay these players to go play in those other places and and let people know that this is good football here too, equally from the other side. And then you can truly see who's the better coach when everything's equal. Well, you'll have to wait and see on that. Then, unfortunately, I don't think this is going to happen anytime soon. I know that they plan on expanding to an 18 playoff remotely soon, right? Is it within the next two years or something like that? Or is it even next they, year? They thought about I know for that next year, and then they left talks, so they're thinking uh, 2023 would, would be the finishing kind of thing there. All right. So, again, two, three years, something like that. We'll just have to wait and see when it comes down that, to that end. Uh, it can't be any more than that, though. I'm sorry. A, an 18 playoff is just right. Um, and if you try to expand it even further to some bullshit 12 team or 16, I'm already going to be checked out on that. Really, this this is – I don't know when college football kind of comes back in a sense, because the NFL is so strong and the NCAAs, or I should say like the, the, the NCAAF is so disjointed right now. And if, unless you are part of the country where you're in like an Alabama, which has no uh, professional talent right there, or maybe Texas, because Texas, again, even though they have some like Cowboys and the, and the, uh, the Texans, they're not, they're a football state, you know, from start to finish. Uh, unless you're one of those, you just don't care about the NFL or I'm um, sorry, the NCAA football. You just don't care about it at all. I think that's a hot take. Honestly, I think that, uh, this year, maybe, uh, last year, the NCAA with COVID kind of got hit hard. I think. Uh, that might have affected it a little bit. Do you not remember 2019 LSU Joe Burrow? Like, he was all over the country. That team was famous. College football was back for sure. Going up against Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, who, like, hadn't lost a game at all either, too. I think that college football, with name, image, and likeness, will get bigger. They're going to see these guys in commercials. You're going to see these guys on billboards. It's going to become a business even more so than it is. It's now that the players are going to be able to do even more with it. Don't you know the guy on uh, 
Alabama got a name, image, and likeness deal with Kool-Aid because his name is Kool-Aid. Oh, no. That's what they call him, at least. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sign me up for a Kool-Aid jersey. <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with that. Hey, one more bit of business today. I want to thank you guys for uh, doing this impromptu three-man weave with me today right here, Chair Shot Radio Network. Dave Sop and, but and, of course. And, and Thomas the Words Brothers from Down the Wire. Make sure you're checking out Down the Wire. Uh, we've talked about this actual topic before. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning uh, 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 Monday Night Broadcast, right? Like, we're all a fan. We all enjoy it. Um, Alex Rodriguez is rumored to be getting his own Eli slash Peyton-esque broadcast for ESPN baseball. Now I'll just start the conversation by saying baseball could definitely use this type of broadcast considering it is the slowest paced game of the major league watch sports in America. But guys, Alex Rodriguez is, is that the guy you want to listen to having a conversation with for three hours? Cause I, it, it's not oh me. God. It's not, it, yeah, it's not me. It's not me. Dave Sop. It's no, not me. no, dude. Alex Rodriguez is so bad. If you, if you have painfully sat through a Sunday night baseball, mm. uh, broadcast and listened to him attempt to talk, dear God, it is rough. It is so bad. It, I mean, at this point, I, I'm I'm trying to think of players that I would like to hear. Yeah, I was just thinking, who's the number one like old time baseball personality you would want for this? Then, if it's not Alex Rodriguez, oh, okay, who are well, you picking there well, right are now? great players well, right but now. There are people that need help with that too. Are you saying who do you want right now? If you could pick from people that are available to do this with. Yeah, they yeah they cannot be in any they they can't okay, well, be big, uh, big in pop, the majors right now. Just big, have to be out. It, first of all, your personality person. So you have to have a you have to have a former guy who is like can get in and out of breaks and like is precise yep. with whatever he's doing. But your person that guy we can debate about. But your personality guy. Period. End of story. Is Big Poppy. There's no question. I love it. Yep, I love that. I We're thinking. not even debating. I, that. I, I, I like that one. Not I like even Frank debating. Thomas as well in there. He's boring as fuck, and he also does the boner pill no, commercials no, no, no. or the or the or the. Hold I on, lost I lost all my uh, ambition commercials because I'm old. Him and Doug Flutie. Like, we're not, on, on, we're not drop-kicking here, Tom. You, you, we're picking a good fucking guy to do the damn broadcast. You are on. You are on the right track, though, and go with the White Sox. Give me Ozzie Guillen to join with that because uh. Ozzie Guillen is fucking crazy we all, and it would be fantastic. are we doing three people now are we doing three people i thought we we're doing two yeah let's just throw no, no, ned yost in there people. too because we no, know, no, you need guys, you know like this needs it this needs Ken Maka. A, he can he can get those guys are you on your fucking together. mind okay big poppy and quality answers what the fuck are you giving me ken Maka and ned yost for uh you, but you need to, to have a, a bigger Tony La Russa versus a Ron Renicky conversation in there. You want to, you want to keep giving off wow. this terrible fucking takes. Wow. What is this? I hate, I hate your shit. I hate it. The dog is like barking periodically. So I have to like mute the mic and then unmute it. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just mute yourself after your, your horrible suggestion for a baseball cast. All right, so we're, we I got would, we got Big Poppy, like, we got Ozzy, we got Ozzy Guillen. Who's who's the straight man? Does, is it a is it a broadcaster? Is is it a is it a a, a former ball player? What is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you have lots of color commentators that are uh, former ball players, right? Uh, I, I think you could easily find someone that does a damn good job to that, uh, or just to play that. That straight guy. I think I don't know. if you go I'll, younger, I'll just, I'll it, it just probably wouldn't hurt. Go, I, I would say let's pull a broadcaster. Let's pull the best baseball broadcaster in the business. He also does basketball. Don't say Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson. Uh, not fans? Not fans? 
Yeah. Why? Not no. fans. Why? Not fans. Why? I, just overrated again. Not a guy that he you know what? I think Bill Schroeder does hurt him a little bit on top of it, because Bill Schroeder is just painful to listen to. I, about, I can't um, like someone again, I think you gotta go radio. Cause if, if you give a radio broadcaster, you're gonna have someone that has more personality. I'd rather it be Matt LePay. Dude, when Matt LePay does the brewery games, I think he does a great job. Matt Vaskersian, remember him? Also <laughs> another guy, yeah. Uh, but what, someone like Steve Stone down in Chicago, a, another White Sox guy, but Steve Stone is a great uh, guy. What? What is this? What is this for? Quit giving me faces. Damn it, we should just have. We should just have like local mayors go and do it, and Tom, have local broadcast stations. Tom, you, you sound like for everyone. Tom, you sound audibly like a young Jim Rome. I sound like Jim Rome. <laughs> you oh do, God. You do. Creatures, creatures of the night. We should have this guy I, right I, here. I don't think. So. Uh, I don't know. Hold the last on, time I'm getting I've a fax. Jim Rome. I'm getting a fax. Uh, it's the fax is blank. Hold on, it's on the other side. <laughs> oh my god! I can't help. Count it. me out. Count me out it. of this whole broadcast. <laughs> I can't help. It's too late. It's too late. This is what, what about, happens. Um, this is what happens when A Rod uh, gets picked to be a personality for three hours. Let's you have, have Troy Aikman with. do baseball instead of oh Joe Buck do baseball. Uh, hear me out. Hear me out, though. I was thinking something similar uh, from a different sport. Just bring in Luke Walton, or not Luke Walton, Bill Walton. Okay. Bill Walton now is we've, so now fucking good. Now we've jumped the shit. Yeah. Have him do a shit ton of shrooms before he gets into a broadcast. Right? Wear a Hawaiian shirt. Him you know and Ozzie Dean would be electric. You know yeah. they're going to do it a basketball cast eventually, and if Bill Walton's not part of that, I am going to be severely upset. Stepping out of the box every other pitch. You've got to be kidding me. No, Bill Walton. It's bad. Uh, you needed more of a lisp. Bill Walton. Somebody. I, I used Stepping to be able to do a box. good Bill Walton. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Work on that. <laughs> Workshop it. I feel like he talks longer. Oh. More with your. With you your also impression. have to randomly tie in like a piece of food and you don't have a tie-dye t-shirt on so i can't take your bill walton impression seriously at all or a hawaiian shirt yeah i got nothing it it, it lost me. Something, it, it left me like four or five years ago on the way out it now, left me so like four or five pretend years ago. that we're bill walton fans. i can only uh, well it's only good for the mike tyson thing now which you'll be hearing his holiday album coming up this week on the dwi podcast so there you oh, go. God. Check that out. All right. So we don't we don't have a full cast for baseball, but we all agree it, it needs an Eli Payton esque podcast. What if you brought, just brought back all the steroid guys, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and Ravi Palmero? <laughs> no. Okay. You know, Roger Clemens wouldn't be half bad. He gets a little bit kooky. I, I'll take him. Just don't let it be Kirk Chilling because I fucking Pedro Martinez. That guy. Ugh. He's been on some of those Fox Bro. He, yeah, okay, favorite of mine, but eh. all right, we'll move on. We'll Just move on. Buster only. Ryan Braun needs something to do now. No, uh, we're done. We're done with. He's the, so yeah, I heard him and Aaron Rodgers are going to open up a restaurant. Anyway, let's finish off this show. Oh, that already happened. Uh, Prince Fielder, dude. Prince Fielder is actually not a bad idea. That's not horrible, actually. Everybody Sorry, loves the Jolly Fat Him and Dave Bush. Okay. Uh, mute him. Mute him. Jonathan now. Lucroy. That sounds like a lot of work to mute him. Greg Gagne. Or I wait, just, not Greg Gagne. What, what the hell is... Uh, Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne. Eric, Eric Gagne. Greg Gagne. West Virginian native okay. Seth McClung Yeah, this. you're a wrestler. You can deal with that on your own time. <laughs> let's, uh, let's close this show out. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. Very much, very much so right here. Cheer Shot Radio Network, Three Man Weave. Let everybody know where they can find you, Tom. Go for it. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Twitter, at Wurtz Thomas, W-O-R-T-Z-T-H-O-M-A-S. 
Uh, check out Down the Wire on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. I already did that as well. And uh, that's about it. I have a LinkedIn. Don't go look it up. Ace up. All right. You can find me uh, at Dave in Cudahy. You can also find me on Instagram and they're the Cream City Traveler. Uh, you can also find me online on like Facebooks uh, with uh, Aesop Mitchell, A-E-S-O-P Mitchell. Uh, feel free. Jump into a Down the Wire episode because uh, we do a lot of this just far less professional. And uh, that it tends to be a lot of fun. Uh, so, yep, down the wire. Check us out, please, now. <laughs> I don't know. I was drunk when we started. I've continued to drink while we've been going on here for an hour. I don't know how professional you can call it. You can follow me at PC Tony, Twitter and Facebook. You can follow Christopher Platt at The Real C Platt. You can follow Ray Cash at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollar signs. I, I really like saying that. He came up with that. That's really good. He's a, actually a... Great follow on Twitter. This show at three underscore man weave. Shout out to the brothers Wurtz. Please do indeed check out Down the Wire. It is a very, very good podcast for the crew this week. I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. We'll see you next week. And uh, yeah, fuck it. Go Pack Go. You got three white guys with a three man I just watched shit by this shit is crazy, crazy. The champ is evil here. genius. The green lantern. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days. Like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.